please can we just rise up as we worship the Lord? for the church at this hour. I believe that it's 
a message that we all need to hear and run with. So um, please just um, let's go on this journey together. So um, we said the thing is walking with God. What does it mean to walk with God? What does it mean to to journey with God? We're all on a journey. We're all the day we, we decided to sign up for Jesus, we began a journey. And God's desire is that we walk with Him every step of the way. God's desire is that we do life with Him. God's desire that is that we get Him involved in every everything that our life consists. And I know that that is something that we may not run with all the time because sometimes we get tired, sometimes we are overwhelmed with the challenges of life and the things that we go through. But I just want to encourage us here again this morning. Can we please read Ezekiel 47, 1 to 5? Ezekiel chapter 47, verse 1 to 5. This is anyone there? about the guy bringing us into the house of the Lord, the temple, like a figurative expression of the presence of God, and talked about the waters that came to the ankle, to the knee, to the waist, and the water that was overflowing. I've come to tell us this morning that there is more in God, and that the desire of God is that we, we come into a closer, deeper walk with Him. The desire of God is that we get beyond the ankle length of the water of His Spirit. We get beyond the knee, we get beyond the waist, and we get to the place where we are carried by the currents of His Spirit. You know, the, 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 the challenge is that as humans, we always want to be in control. We want, we want it our way. We want to be able to, I mean, call the shots. But God is saying, can you trust me? Can you hand it over to me? Can you allow me lead you? Can you allow me walk through this journey of life with you? Guess what? We can't. We can't do it on our own. We can't. We can't live our lives in the way God ordained, all by ourselves. I don't know if somebody is ready to say, "Jesus, take the wheel this morning." 
I don't know if somebody is ready to say, Jesus, I'm ready to go all the way with you. That is what God is calling us to today. Hallelujah. The further we go in God, the fuller we grow in God. God wants us to go further. There is more in God. Can you tell your neighbor there is more in God? I don't know where you are at this morning. Maybe you've not even started that journey. Or maybe you've been there, you've started, but I mean, you've been on that spot for so long. God is saying there's more. God is calling us to the more that is available in Him. So how do we walk with God? How do we grow? How do we grow in our walk with God? How do we, how do we go from the, from the ankle level to the knee level to the waist level until we allow God to fully take over, to take all of us? One thing we must, we must, we must embrace is to make God our focus. Make God your priority. Make God your the reason why you are living. Make God your very essence. Can we read Psalm 27 verse 4? Please, if anyone has the, the partial translation, please read. Psalm 27 verse 4. TPT. Please read if you're there. Psalm 27 verse 4. No one is there yet, so I'll, I'll just read. It says, Praise God. This is the psalmist, the, the great David here. What, what was it that David didn't have? Was it wealth? He had it. Was it victories? Was it the 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 might to go to war and come back with spoil leadership he was the king of Israel but he said he looked at all of all that he had and he said here is one thing that I crave from God the one thing that I seek above every other thing above everything else I want the privilege of living with him every moment in his house finding the sweet loveliness of his face Filled with awe, delighting in his glory and grace. I want to live my life so close to him that it takes pleasure in my every prayer. Is that your desire this morning? That we walk so closely with him. That can we say, God, I don't want to live any moment of my life outside of you. I want you involved in every step that I take, in everything that I do. Indeed, the advantage, the advantage that we have is Christ and unfortunately we overlook this advantage. If I ask you what the greatest advantage you have is, somebody will tell me they probably have rich parents. Somebody will say, oh, they have one big uncle that is in government. Somebody will say, oh, I'm very intelligent. Somebody will say, um, oh, my looks are beautiful. I, I believe that I can, I mean, you know. But God is saying, that's advantage. Please rest with Philippians 3. Philippians 3. 
verse uh, verse 8 I'll read in the amplified version it says yes furthermore I count everything as lost compared to the possession of the priceless privilege God says the priceless privilege the overwhelming preciousness the surpassing worth the supreme advantage of knowing Christ Jesus as my Lord please what's, what did this scripture say is the, the the supreme advantage that we have knowing Christ Jesus do we see that as an advantage at all we probably just see so. one of those things everybody is you know everybody's calling Jesus so yes I identify with Jesus too but he says pay attention this is the priceless privilege you have it is the overwhelming preciousness, the surpassing what, what has most worth, the supreme advantage of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, and of progressively becoming more deeply, intimately acquainted with Him, of perceiving, recognizing, and understanding Him more fully and clearly. That is the advantage that we have. I don't see how we can go through life successfully in God's eyes without embracing this advantage. We've tried to, I mean, run our lives. I mean, for some of us, God is God is not just our plan B, it's our plan C or D or E. We've probably got everything planned out. Oh, I'm going to do this way, this, this way, I'm going to do that. And then probably if every other thing fails, oh yes, God will be waiting. But God says no. Be that one thing, God, that one thing that we desire above every other thing. Above every other thing. Hallelujah. Can we read Matthew 6 33, please? Matthew 6 33. God is saying, make me your priority. Make me, let me come first in your life. And every other thing will be sorted. Can we trust him for that? Can we say, God, take the wheel. Come and be number one. And I know that you you would, I mean, God has got us. God's got our back. Can we retire from struggling, the desire to have it done our way? Can we say, Jesus, I just want you to have it all. Take it all over. My treasure, my priority, who can compare with you? And great is the measure of your royalty, Almighty. You won't, you won't come after, I mean, after you have tried everything else and say, okay, Jesus is there, let me just, let me just try Jesus. No, he wants to be number one. Hallelujah. 
So we're saying that we need to be intentional, consistent, and continuous in our walk with God. We need to give God time. If you say somebody is your priority, if you say, oh, this babe, now she be number one, maybe even more than one, say, but this one, she's number one, you will log in time with her. You call her in the morning, you say, you check up on her during lunchtime, how are you doing? You check up on her, oh, before bed. You know, that is how to, that is the proof that something or someone is a priority. Can I ask us this morning, is Jesus our priority? Is Jesus the treasure that we are seeking? Do we see him as a treasure? We need to press into more. God, I don't know where you are this morning. I don't know how far you have come in your work with God, but I'm saying that there is more. I want us to be intentional about our work with God. I want us to also take our work with God as a project. Take your work with God as a project. My husband um, told, told me recently about a man that wanted to keep fit and um, he started, I think, at the beginning of a particular year, and every day he would do sit-ups and um, press-ups. He would add one to each every day. So he does one sit-up, one press-up today. Tomorrow he makes it two, the next day he makes it three. And of course, at the end of a year, we would see that there's proof that this man has been attentive. He has paid attention to his growth, to his uh, fitness journey. Are we paying attention to our journey, to our, our, our work with the Lord? Are we saying, oh God, I can only pray, pray five minutes and then I'm sleeping off. Can we, can, we, can we say, God, I'm going to be deliberate about having two minutes more every day. Oh, I'm praying five minutes now. Can I, can I push it to seven minutes tomorrow? Can I push it to ten minutes? Can I push, can I keep pushing? There is more in God. We need to press in. We need to keep pressing. From the ankle to the to the knee to the waist until the spirit of God takes full control. Full. I mean, until the spirit of God has all of us. Praise God. Do we know that God has made investments in our lives? The minute you said, Jesus, I'm giving it up to you. Jesus has begun to make his investment in us. Please let's read Galatians 5 20. We would please go back and read the scriptures um, later. Um, this scripture was like it's been like drugs. It's been like drugs for me this week. Because I mean I woke up on a Monday morning and from my sleep I was just hearing um, this scripture. Galatians 2 20. I'll read it in TPT, the Passion Translation. Okay, can someone read another version so we have an understanding? Hallelujah. Thank you very much. TPT says, My old identity has been co-crucified with Messiah and no longer
you. It's not about us. It's about Him. It's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. It's all about you, Jesus. It's not about me. It's all about you. It's all about understand that. The anointed one lives his life through me. The anointed one lives his life through me. We live in union as one. Do you understand that? Do you understand the investment Jehovah has put on your inside? Do you understand that God himself lives, himself lives his life through you? He says, my new life is empowered by the faith of the Son of God who loves me so much that he gave himself for me. And this is the part that's, that's, that, that makes me go, I mean, he says he, he dispenses his life into mine. Jesus dispenses his life into my life. That is God's investment in us. And that investment is available every day. He dispenses his life into mine. So guess what? The old me is gone. The life that I now live, I live in Christ Jesus. What are we going to do with that investment, with God's investment in us? What are we doing as an investor? Imagine that you put your money, you invest your money somewhere. What do you want? What do you expect from that investment? What do you expect from your investment? Please, can we write together on this journey? What do you expect from your investments? The same way God wants returns from us. Can we say, God, your investment in this life will not go to waste? Jehovah, please, can we say that? Can we pray? Can, can we just say that to the Lord? Lord, I know that you have invested so much in me. Your investment in this life will not go to waste. Your investment in me, I will bring gain to heaven. I will bring gain to you. Nadi kataya dalawa sotoli antaraosa. Hey, ratosi katanda lihakosuze. Be determined that God's investment in you will not go to waste. Be determined that God's investment in you will not go to waste. So take up his agenda actively. Everything that God has given you, every platform. I mean, it's just, I don't understand how you have a what, I mean, um, a social media following of hundreds of thousands. And all you need to do, all you are doing is showing your pretty face. I mean, if, if your pretty face is all there is to you, then I don't understand. Can we, can we be deliberate about pushing God's agenda? You know, people are pushing agenda here and there. You see LGBT, you see how they started softly, and now they're so brazen and bold. Are we pushing Jehovah's agenda? Those people that he has put, I mean, he has made you, um, he has given you um, 
people who listen to you, the people who 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 you, that you have follow, I mean, leadership over, the people that that follow you. What I mean, how are you using that platform for Jehovah? platform for Jehovah. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes, and I'd like to say that, I mean, another thing we need to do is to create an atmosphere that is conducive for God. Be intentional. It's as, it's as, it's as easy as some of us are like, how do I even start this journey? It seems so overwhelming. But it's as simple as read your Bible, pray every day. Just be deliberate. You know, if you want to finish university with a first class, you know how you start from day one. You are intentional. That is the way it is. Our work with God, we must take it as a project. If we must, if we must score heaven's goal, if heaven must score his goal over our lives, we must take our work with God as a project. So we must create an atmosphere. God can can find expression. We must create an atmosphere that God can find expression. If it is worship, what does your playlist look like? Are you starting from one worship song and then the next one is Olamide's song? We must be deliberate. We must cut off some things deliberately. If Paul, with all that he has done, all that he did, he said in verse Philippians 3 14 13, he says, I do not consider my my I do not consider brethren that I have captured or made my own yet. But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind, straining forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the prize to which Jesus has called me. After all he did, he's able to say, I am still pressing on. So what's your excuse? Can we press on? Can we press in tomorrow, God? I don't know this, I'm emotional about this message. But I just believe that it's something we need to run with. It's something that we need to pay attention to. And then, I mean, I must tell you in advance, disclaimer, it's not going to be easy. You wake up some days, you don't even want to read your Bible. You don't want to pray. You just want to sleep. You want to have a lazy day. But it's a commitment that we must stay committed to. God, whether there's fire on the mountain, I will, I will stay with you. Whatever happens, I will stay with you. You have to ignore your feelings. Sometimes you just want to hang out. But God is saying, I will stay with me. You will stay with me. I love you. Just stay with me. I mean, I'm the most precious advantage you could ever have. How could we overlook such great and enormous advantage that we have? of discipline. It takes a lot of discipline. We have to stay committed to our results, to say, Jesus, I'm going all the way with you. I'm going to walk with you. 
sunny day, when it's convenient, when it's not convenient, I will stay with you. And discipline is not easy. But you know what? It's either you take the pain of discipline or you take the pain of regrets. Which do you want to take, church? It's either you take the pain of discipline or you take the pain of regrets. I don't know about you, but I don't want to get to heaven and Jesus said, you should have done this for me. This is what I empowered you to do. And you did. You did 1%. I mean, yes, our goal is heaven, but our goal is much more than heaven. We just don't want to get to heaven and waste heaven's resources on earth. How are you using these investments? Praise God. I mean, there will be so much surprises for us in heaven. When we see what we could have done versus what we did. I'm just calling us to press in tomorrow, God. There is more. There is more in God. I mean, instead of all of this, I don't want to use the word senseless challenges that we do. Create challenge, select all challenge. Can we take up a challenge, church? Can we challenge ourselves to get into more, the more that's available in God? Can we say, can we, can we have a praying in tongues challenge? Can we say, 30 minutes every day, LOC? Can we challenge ourselves? And I can tell you, I can assure you, you will not be the same person. Some of us are dealing with so many things, so many packages. But just let the spirit gain the ascendancy. Let the spirit of God increase. We, the flesh will die. I mean, you don't need to pray. God, let flesh die. Just increase the spirit. Increase your volume in the spirit. Increase the more of God that you carry. I mean, it's, 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 it's a mathematical formula. I don't know. It's been a while I did math. But I know that number line positive negative as you go on the positive as you go to the to the right you are the, the, the negative is reducing our spirit continually was i mean the flesh originally was in the spirit but can we make a decision to say god i'm going all the way to see i want to be where you are Dwelling in your presence, feasting on your table, surrounded by your glory. In your presence, <laughs> that's where I always want to be. I just want to be. I just want. try that resolve. But are you going to say, God, whatever it is, I will stay with you. I will go with you all the way. I'm gonna serve you because I love you. I'm going with you all the way. And I'm all 
parents. Can we make God proud by growing up? Can we make God proud by embracing maturity? The water comes from the ankle to the knee to the waist until it takes us over. Fill me up till I overflow. I wanna run no. I heard God 
now. And so we must we must listen to God. We must hear God at junctures in our life. Because guess what? Life is not going to be all rosy. Your decisions will be questioned, will be tested. But if God told you, you can stay with it. There were times that it felt like I should pack up. But I'm here because I know that I'm doing what God has wants me to do. And He's helping me by the day. When I wanted to get married, I, I, I mean, I grew up in a traditional church, if you know what I mean. So, but my mother knew that this girl loves the Lord. She loves God. She, I mean, at the point she was like, uh, I pray just to love him, I fell. I said, it's only Jesus that she's, she's going to marry. So yes, when I got to that juncture, my mother didn't need to say, yeah, bring three people, bring three men, let's go and pray about it. No. She knew that this God that she called, this God that this girl calls on, is able to lead her. Is able to direct her. Is able to show her the way to go. Praise God. Can we just, can we just <laughs> press into more God? I mean, we will get to junctures where we need, we need God to direct us. We have the Holy Ghost on our inside. It's not a time to start running after people to say, Pastor, pray for me. Ah, these three people are. No! Grow! Grow! Grow the, the, the life of God that is at work in you. Get one free. 
But with Jesus, it is receive one, have all others free. Get all others free. Are we going to embrace that one thing that is needful this morning? Are we going to enroll in the school of the Spirit this morning? Please, I want us to rise up on our feet. As we express our heartfelt cry out to the Lord. Say, Lord, we want more of you.